You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening with y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Well, okay, let's talk a little bit about everything that's been happening over the past week. So, yes, I know uh, right now, if you're listening to this show from Canada, yes, we're just getting over that that long, like Canada Day long weekend hangover uh, just now. Um, I don't know about you guys, but personally for me, usually when it's a long weekend or around, if I'm on vacation, I have some days off from work. My sleep schedule gets really messy. And so because of that, you know, I guess it's actually it's called something. It's a legitimate phenomenon. I forget what it's called, but um, like a um, OK, so I'll just describe it. Essentially, you don't want to go to sleep. Instead, you want to do things that um, you usually don't get to do during the day because you're working, you're you're just busy with different things. So later on in the night, you're um, less tempted to actually go to sleep. And instead, you're just like watching movies, watching a show, just spending time on your phone, on social media, whatever it is. So that you kind of like make yourself feel better about, oh, you know, I'm just trying to like de-stress. I'm trying to decompress. And uh, what I'm doing right now to accomplish all of that is more important than my sleep. And so the same thing I think happens over long weekends and when people are on vacation because, yeah, technically, like you have all the time in the world to take as many naps as you want, uh, just uh, sleep for as many hours as you want. Uh, when you have days off, but somehow you just out of the blue decide that, okay, no, you know what? I'm just picking this show and I'm going to be binge watching it for the next 24 hours. No breaks kind of thing. You know, I don't care if I only get two hours of sleep, uh, that that kind of uh, self-sabotaging <laughs> behavior. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm nothing not that I'm not proud of all the fun that I had over this past weekend. But, you know, that definitely hit me hard uh, when I had to go back to work on Monday. And I, if I have to be honest, it was still like it's, I could still feel the, the effects, the horrible effects of sleep deprivation up until this morning. So, yes, it's a legit thing. And uh, kids, if you're listening to this right now or honestly, adults, everybody, please take care of your sleep schedule. Um, please not say, OK, go to bed like uh, at, at like 9 p.m. every night. That's not plausible with everybody. I understand, but make sure that you get enough sleep throughout the night so that you're refreshed and ready to go in the mornings. And, you know, all that sleep disruption isn't good for your body after all. And this is coming from a girl in grad school who's actually doing research on this. Okay, so yeah, trust me when I tell you, um, it ain't good. But listen, I feel like we all have to... Just take time out of your day and really just realize, okay, no, this is important. Like a good sleep schedule is important because that's ultimately going to impact 
how you're going to function the next day, how your work performance is going to be, how your workout performance is going to be, all that good stuff. But yeah, all right. So hope hopefully everybody's back on their regular grind this week. And at the same time, is also looking forward to this upcoming weekend, uh, specifically the date of July 10th. And if you're a casual Combat Sports fan, you're probably like, hmm, that sounds like you feel like something's coming up. But listen, um, if that's the only feel they have right now, that's the only thought they have right now. Listen, we need to have a talk ASAP in, in, the, in the parking lot. Like, uh, you know, that, that kind of talk. Because the most important pay-per-view card of UFC is here. It is upon us. We're talking UFC 264 being headlined by the trilogy fight between Dustin Poirier and the, the notorious Conor McGregor, who is going to be coming back once again into mixed martial arts after such a long layoff once again. You know, especially I feel like as of recently, Conor McGregor's just kind of like hopping on and off um, in the world of combat sports uh, because he has other... Uh, side hustles, obviously, his whiskey business, uh, his uh, investments in other businesses. And this is not his only uh, source of income. And he tends to do it nowadays for just like for, for his own fun kind of thing. So, yes, it's actually interesting. And kind of, I mean, this is coming from me who isn't necessarily the biggest Conor McGregor fan. I've never, you guys already know this. If you have been catching up with the show for long enough, you probably remember me saying many times that I'm not, if Conor McGregor's fighting, I'm not always rooting for him. And this is not a diss or anything, just my personal preference. I feel like um, in the cases that he's fought before, the the opponents that he's fought, I feel like those people have definitely had better skill sets and talents and whatnot. I'm not going to get into that in too much detail. But what I want to say is that, yes, Conor McGregor's fighting, but also, you know, coming from the perspective uh, of, of a fan like myself, who isn't necessarily the biggest Conor McGregor fan, I'm still pretty excited for this fight because uh, throughout the years, so much has happened for both Conor and Dustin. And uh, this fight is essentially like that cherry on top, the, the creme de la creme, because both guys have been through so much. They've gained so much experience. They've been through their own ups and downs in so many different aspects of sports and life. And now here they are trying to go at it once again. And the two, uh, you know, they're just so they're so mature right now. They're so familiar with each other's skill set. Um, now it's not a matter of, oh, like I want to trash talk behind your back or, oh, I just don't really care about you, uh, or, you know, just like showing disrespect sometimes, like how certain people do in combat sports in order to gain marketing and to sell their fights. You know, this is none of that at all, but at the same time, you, you're still excited for this fight. Uh, because you you just want to know who the best man is going to be after this third fight that these guys are going to be having on July the 10th. It's been a long time coming and it's been a long road for both guys. And finally, 
it is here um it has not been jinxed yet knock on wood you know um no injuries no issues with weight cuts or nothing yet and that's a good thing that's a great thing but regardless um yes this is going to be a very very interesting fight and specifically um you know i i've always loved dustin poirier but also conor mcgregor is gonna be fighting and no, I'm not. Oh, I'm uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not always the biggest Conor McGregor fan, but I'm still very excited to see him back inside the octagon. Okay, so that is going to be the main event of the evening uh, for UFC 264. But listen, this whole card is going to be stacked on Saturday night because the co-main event of the evening is going to be a welterweight bout between the number two ranked contender in the division, Gilbert Burns, who's going to be fighting off against uh, a very interesting fighter who uh, we on TKO actually have a brief history with, Mr. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Um, listen, I've probably, I've probably told everybody my Stephen Wonderboy Thompson story. It, it's not necessarily the the sweetest one. It's a little bit. I it can, I can get a little bit salty about it. So you know what? I'm not gonna get into it uh, at this point. But um, see, okay. Long story short, Stephen one with Thompson came to Guelph, Ontario, our wonderful hometown. He had a karate seminar, and uh, we actually asked him to. Uh, uh, you know, if he would give us the honor of uh, having an interview with us on TKO, he said yes. And the next thing you know, he failed to show up two times to the scheduled interview. But, you know, you know, this was um, I'm trying to think like how many years ago this was. I think this was three years ago, if not. Yeah, three years ago. Let's just put it that way. And I feel like since then, like we've both, like both Steel and Wood Thompson and our show TKO has come a long way. We've both matured in our own ways because if you asked how we felt the next week that we were supposed to have that interview with Steel and Wood Thompson, I would have told you very salty things. Uh, but you know, that that old Janon is gone. Uh, right now, we don't hold any grudges against anybody. So still, we're very excited about this fight that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is going to be having. But listen, Gilbert Burns is no one to underestimate. He's definitely a tough matchup for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And I'm going to be getting into more uh, reasons as to why that is going to be the case. Um, you know, not just coming from me because of all the things I said about our interaction with Stephen Wonder with Thompson, but because of all the sports, technical, and athletic reasons as to why Gilbert Burns is going to be having a lot of advantages in this fight against Stephen Wonder with Thompson, therefore giving him a lot of uh, benefits in this fight to ultimately win this fight. So that's the coming event of the evening. Uh, we have, I'm not sure if we're going to be having enough time to break down all the other fights that are happening on this card, but let me just uh, give you a thorough yet um, summarized background of um, what these fights are going to be. So Taitui Vasa, the wonderful heavyweight from Australia, is going to be fighting Greg Hardy, the former NFL player. And this fight I'm actually very looking forward to, especially because I feel like both guys are at the same caliber, especially in the heavyweight division. They're not, they're definitely on their um, uh, road to rising up in rankings in the heavyweight division. 
And I think this is a very good matchup because both uh, tend to favor a lot of striking in their uh, in their fight strategy. And so I don't really see this fight going to the ground. And I mostly see it as a as a uh, strictly boxing uh, kind of fights, which is always something that we we kind of like secretly wish for in our hearts as fans whenever we're uh, whenever we're watching a heavyweight fight because you know what that means that means we're definitely going to be anticipating a huge knockout in one way or another so that's what i'm kind of predicting for this fight as well but also because both guys are super talented they they're super hard workers and uh it's just gonna be a very interesting fight a very exciting fight indeed so um that's gonna be the other fight we have uh oh i these two ladies i absolutely love in the ufc so irene aldana from mexico is going to be fighting off against yana kunitskaya for a women's bantamweight bout and this one's gonna be very interesting as well because both ladies they're at the top of their game i'm telling you uh they're in the top five um uh, can, uh list of contenders in the bantamweight division and I feel like whoever wins this fight can potentially get a title shot against the current champion, Miss Amanda Nunes, the Linus, because these two ladies, they just definitely have it in them. And they've been so successful for the most recent fights. Um, they've been super dominating, especially talking about Irene Aldana. She uh, recently got signed to the UFC and she has not failed at all to this day to prove herself over and over as to why she deserve that contract and why um she's she's um and in, in, uh, essentially on the right track yana kuniskaya she uh if i'm not mistaken she used to fight for other or mma organizations and uh she too was uh recently uh, signed to the ufc and um you know uh she since then she has been gaining a lot of success and uh yeah so her success from those other m organizations has has definitely been translating to how she's been performing against different contenders in the ufc she comes from a kickboxing background which is very interesting uh because in this case uh i know that irene aldana as well uh tends to usually favor striking over jiu-jitsu or wrestling so overall i think it's going to be a very interesting bantamweight battle between these two phenomenal ladies and thing okay this is like a big complaint that i have for the ufc I do not understand. I mean, this is good. At least we have one bout that features wonderfully talented uh, MMA fighters. Um, you know, uh, our, our, our women MMA fighters, I mean. Um, it's great that we, we have at least one bout in the main card. But there's been times that all of the events, the whole fight card has been mostly just done by male fighters and... You know, man, okay, listen, UFC, you already know how many talented women fighters we have in the organization. I'm not saying we're supposed to have a championship belt every single time, but there's so many different talented women fighters in the organization right now. They deserve to be shown. They deserve to get that exposure on that pay-per-view. And... Uh, Yes, thank you for, for including these wonderful ladies on the main card. 
But there's so many different women fighters that I think could be included on, on, on so many of these fight cards. But somehow they're not and they're just laid off. And actually on a side note, so, okay, yeah, trust me, after I talk about this issue for very, uh, for a brief second, I will actually get back to the card, uh, get back to breaking down the card, but the issue of not giving enough attention to women fighters has escalated so much, everybody, that um, a current uh, woman fighter, I unfortunately, her name escapes my mind, but um, she, a, a, a woman, a, a woman fighter in the UFC, she had been laid off for so long by the organization because of, you know, things like the pandemic or whatever the reason was. So she wasn't able to fight for a whole year or so. And, uh, this, uh, this person was a single mother and uh, obviously she has a lot to pay like she has bills to pay she has a family of her own and she needs to provide for her family and the the organization you know being being her employer was not giving her that so she started a gofundme page to raise about thirty thousand dollars for as as um some sort of a salary for herself because uh, and she explained everything she was saying that you know the organization hasn't paid me and uh, they're not even scheduling me to to fight anybody which is like okay yeah obviously these people are not asking for free money they're they're just asking for opportunities to prove themselves and to fairly make money for themselves that's all they're asking for so this uh, this person actually started a GoFundMe page and she put the goal, uh, the financial goal as $30,000. And Jake Paul, the notorious Jake Paul, um, celebrity boxer, YouTuber, you know, you guys know him, definitely. Um, Jake Paul donated to uh, her GoFundMe page and actually paid the, the whole thing off for her. And I'm not going to get into... All, all the like the aftermath of that but i'm just i just said that just to tell you that it's actually gotten that bad for our women fighters out there and it's not something that is just like oh th there is no solution for it definitely there is a solution for it there's th the main solution for it okay i'll let you guess well yeah you have to schedule fights for these wonderful women and they're so talented there's a reason why they were originally signed to the organization to the ufc and we have so many uh talented women fighters in the roster already it's also not a matter of oh we're just running out of matchups we don't know who to who to match against who there's definitely so many talented ones out there and uh not you already know if you schedule these fights you're going to be, um, you know, you're also going to be benefiting from these fights as well because these uh, wonderful ladies are going to put on a fantastic show and showcase their skills every single time. I cannot honestly, 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 I cannot think of a woman fighter who doesn't fight an exciting fight, at least in the UFC. And that's a fact. So... I really hope somebody does something about this, whether it's the matchmakers, Dana White, the president of the UFC, whoever's responsible for just uh, being like making more calculated uh, fight matchups. They need to take that into consideration because 
okay, sure, yeah, who doesn't like to see Conor McGregor on big pay-per-views? But at the same time, these are your employers, especially for women. You don't know, uh, like how many if these women have to provide for their children, if these women have to provide for their family, or whatever it is, they definitely need to be treated fairly and equally and be given matchups as fairly as possible. So again, I really hope that this word gets out there to whoever needs to hear it, because that is one of the biggest and most important parts of modern martial arts and combat sports because yes if you if you ask people like 10 years ago people would laugh at you for the idea of having women in combat sports but now the story's changed there's nothing that women cannot do and the 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 people responsible for it in combat sports organizations need to realize that so that's all i'm gonna say period all right okay Woof. women empowerment okay all right okay so yeah irene aldana versus yana kunitskaya long story short they are fighting make sure you're supporting their bouts okay so those are like the big um matchups that are gonna be coming up for this ufc 261 fight card excuse me 264 fight fight card i'm just like going back in time anyway so uh i'm so so excited for this fight also because this is going to be the first uh live event that is going to be happening in las vegas that is actually going to be in an arena that is not the ufc apex center um at the ufc headquarters in las vegas it's actually gonna be happening in a um arena filled with crowds uh at the t- at the t-mobile arena and this is the first time that it's gonna be happening since uh the COVID 19 pandemic and kudos to the ufc honestly for for making this happen because you already know for a fight of this caliber this is the least that they could do, and definitely it would uh, it would just add on so much to the excitement of this fight. All right, so now, okay, did I just give you like a twenty two minute of a of a review of what we're gonna be talking about on this episode? Because if I did, then now uh, now we're actually like getting down to business after twenty two minutes. All right, anyway, so now without further ado, let's get started with these juicy breakdowns. All right, so okay, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Ooh ooh ooh. Okay, this is gonna be a very very exciting fight, and you know besides the fact that this is going to be the third fight between these two guys uh one thing that i want to again emphasize is that this is exciting and a very i don't know i don't know what the right word for it would be but in a mature and luxurious way if that makes sense so i say that because sometimes you know when you when you see a matchup you're, you're just like so excited you get a rush of adrenaline because you're like oh my god this person like this person is a crazy fighter inside the octagon and in press conferences they talk so much trash and so much crap behind their opponent's back and there's just so much drama ooh 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 like it's all good stuff right and with this one we're seeing anything but that before if you if you went back and looked at the first fight that these two guys had uh it would have been a completely different story but right now um we're actually getting very high high quality stuff 
because so many years have passed in the meanwhile both guys have grown a, a lot professionally and personally and that definitely shows in their style of fighting as well so just to give you a brief background and preview of how the past two fights have went so Dustin Poirier uh, when he was uh, fighting in the UFC initially uh, Conor McGregor was uh, winning championships in Europe and in Ireland and then when the organization decided to sign Conor McGregor he fought Dustin Poirier uh, who, who I like said um, he was already in the organization for a little bit longer than Conor and uh, the two fought and uh, it, it was a good fight but what was really interesting was the fact that Conor McGregor this was his uh, like, like the, the early stages of his um, notorious trash talking thing that he does to his opponents so Dustin Poirier obviously yeah he had a lot of fight experience comparing to Conor but he was caught off guard with all that trash talk in that first fight and that's what I think contributed to his loss in the first fight that these two guys had and the second fight well okay no 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 so after that uh the first fight that led to connor's victory connor went on and won the featherweight championship belt he then went on to win the lightweight championship belt so on and so forth making that crossover to boxing to fight floyd mayweather coming back making money getting into trouble inside and out in and outside of the octagon um getting into altercations with people going to jail um the bus incident as you guys might remember at the ufc um uh, events with uh, habib Nurmagomedov, that was brutal uh that actually went to court connor was suspended from the ufc for a while but that made him get into other businesses like his whiskey business and other investments that he has on the side right now but overall, uh, things got so big for Conor McGregor, you know, for uh, the better or the worse. That's, you know, everything, everything that I just said contributed to the making of Conor McGregor for the better or the worse. Because when you think of Conor McGregor, you don't think of this uh like uh the nicest man in the world obviously he comes with his own flaws and uh that's one of the biggest things that makes him so popular amongst fans is the fact that he's supposed to be the bad guy but also at the same time uh yes he's done a lot of he's uh made a lot of mistakes in his life and you know here and there but the thing is i feel like at least it looks like he has matured from those experiences and you know, now he has a family of his own. He has, I believe, three children now. And things are looking very different for him than how things were, how things were like um, five or six years ago. So that's a huge deal. Um, I feel like for any person in life, doesn't matter how hard you get hit. It's about how you can take all those things and keep on moving forward. That's how winning is done. Uh, my favorite Rocky Balboa quote. Uh, duh. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been the story for Conor McGregor. But also in the meanwhile, Dustin Poirier, he um, dealt with a lot of injuries. He also dealt with a lot of things in, in and outside the octagon. But once he... Um, you know, became more persistent and consistent in his training camp. Things got, things looked so good for him that he became the interim lightweight champion at the UFC and he got a lot of success for himself. He's such a hard worker though, Dustin Poirier. Whether he loses or if he wins, he's always training super hard 
And um, here we are. So Ashley, uh, talking about the second fight that the two guys had, uh, it was a very interesting fight. Ashley gave it a watch, a second watch uh, the other day. The fight was very, um, I don't want to say slow burn as a, as a negative connotation with it, but um, slow burn in the fact that um, both guys were really taking their time to exchange shots with each other. But it was actually very, um, it was like sipping on a really nice um, whiskey, if that makes sense. Like, it, you're like, ooh, like this is this is some good quality stuff, you know? Like, you're just watching it. And uh, in the first uh, few minutes of the fight, the first round specifically, Conor McGregor was landing beautiful shots towards uh, Dustin Poirier, which I completely forgot until I watched back that fight. Um... But uh, what happened was that, you know, even even um, in, in the first few minutes of the fight, everybody was predicting that Connor was going to have it in his back pocket because of how accurate his shots were. And um, uh, what was interesting was that Dustin Poirier, he saw an opening in the subsequent rounds and he just completely went for it. You know, at the same pace that Connor was throwing those shots towards him, but now he turned the momentum around and he did exactly what Connor was doing to him. And lo and behold, he won that fight by knocking out Connor McGregor. So now here we are, everybody. The third fight is almost upon us. Um, I don't know what's going to happen because I told you it's going to be some good quality stuff. But what you can do is to give this fight a watch on July 10th, Saturday night. With the main card starting at 10 p.m. And with that, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Jana right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.